Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Kristen Noriega with me and she is a registered dietitian and she works with moms to help them lose weight and find food freedom in a sustainable way. And I am so excited to chat with her today because we both are busy moms with a podcast and a business and lots of children. And so we're going to talk today about how we have found consistency with exercise, not perfection, by the way, consistency, and really just try to give you some tips that will actually help you stay consistent or start to get consistent even during the holiday season where things get really busy. So I'm super happy that Kristen's here. Kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here, and then we'll just dive in. Hey, thanks for having me. So I'm the host of the Babyweight Nutritionist Podcast. You know, you said all the basics, dietitian, mom of four, all my kids are tiny, seven, five, three, and almost one at the time we're recording this. We're living in Germany right now. My husband's in the military, so it's just been a crazy year. Having lots of fun. But why we're here is because I help women lose weight via food freedom and do it in a way that honors who you are, it honors who you are your preferences, your struggles, where you are in life. And so I kind of just happened into this when I had my first baby and I was breastfeeding and my husband was deployed. He was, my baby was about eight months old and I was working full time and I felt like I should have lost the weight and I should have been back to feeling good and it was winter my clothes were so tight and I was so frustrated and I was doing all the things I had learned in school, all the things I had trained for, all the diet culture things that are so ingrained in us, you know, calories and trying to hit the time at the gym. And so I really had to unlearn a lot of the things that I was taught and stumble into a different way to do it. And I really systemized that way. And it's so freeing for the women I work with. And I just, it's such a joy to take it to help women now experience the freedom that awaits, the freedom that is out there and feeling good in your body at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. I think our missions are really similar in just that, like, we have been through it as moms and as women, and we want to support other women and like truly feeling good in their bodies. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited to have this conversation. So when we talk about exercise, 
I know that you've already mentioned, like you used to try to like go to the gym and try to do all the things. And so I would love to hear for you kind of what your exercise journey has looked like in the last seven years as a mom and like where your biggest struggles have been. I'll share mine too, because I want everyone listening to know that we don't just like have a perfect home gym that like the nanny watches the kids or whatever, because I think it's easy to think that about other people. So I want to share like real life and then we're going to talk about tips from a real life perspective. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice if the nanny just came and we could go exercise for an hour and then like a nice cup of coffee was waiting for us after. I know. I think maybe I said that because it's like a dream of mine. (laughs) Yeah. So before babies, like I was a collegiate cheerleader and I was always athletic and I enjoyed running forever and moving my body. And like, I've just always been really active. And I taught fitness classes at the gym and like, I truly enjoy movement. And then I had my baby and I tried to go back to the gym to teach classes. I was not feeling my best. And Mm -hmm. my child screamed when I dropped him off and was still screaming when I would pick him up. And like that lasted maybe four classes. And I was like, nope, I'm out. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Because when you're when you're a mom and you have little tiny kids, it's so different. Your emotions are just they play such a huge factor. And so if you're exercising and you're constantly worrying and stressing about your crying baby over there that you think you might hear, right? You're not you're not enjoying it. So I had to, gosh, just break down everything I knew about like. What I everything I expected, I expected it to be easy. Oh, I was going to be the kind of mom where I still get my workouts in, and then I had another baby, and another baby, and another baby, and we went through deployments and all yeah. these things and moves across the world. And like, so it's never ever what I expect or hope it would look like. But I have lots of advice for you on how to still get it in and still move your body. But let's hear your journey kind of on that. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing stories. So my story with exercise is that I have always been like pretty active. As a teenager, I played, well, I mean, like my whole life, I was a swimmer for a while. I know I did other sports. I did basketball for like a year. I was terrible at basketball. But I was always in like some sort of sport. I was in dance. This is all up to like age 12. And then like after that, I think I was in swimming and I played soccer and I used to like to run. So I would like run. And so then like after, you know, high school, I even still liked to swim. I still would exercise. I would go to the gym. I would run like all of those things. And so I used to go to to classes or I was never a fitness instructor, but I definitely enjoyed it. And then when I met my husband, like we would run together, we would work out together. I make it sound like I'm a runner because I've said run a bunch of times. I can run like a mile. So, but I would run a mile <laughs> and I like doing that. I think just cause I like to be outside. So anyway, with all that being said, like I was always like consistent with exercise. And even in my first pregnancy, I was working out at the gym, like every day it was like across the street from our apartment and had all this time. And so I would go work out for like an hour And I just thought like, that'll definitely like, I'll I'll always do this same as you, like I'll be the mom who just does this. And I didn't know what it would be like to actually be a mom. And I had my first baby at 23. So 
I would say like I bounced back pretty quickly because I was 23 and it took like, so that was, that wasn't a challenge, but it was a challenge to start like trying to go back to the gym. And then like, again, like just kind of switching my mindset around, like, what does exercise actually need to look like? Like, what is exercise going to look like for me? I think that like, after my daughter was born, it was the same thing as you. It was like the time, like, where do I fit the time in? I remember it being really hard when she was a little baby, because even if I was like working out at home and doing like a workout video, she would cry or she would like need me in the middle. And so it felt like it was, you know, just like very interrupted. And then I have three kids, so they all can interrupt me at any moment. And so with that being said, like everything's different when you're a mom. And so since we've had some similar struggles, I would love to hear for you, especially with like four little kids, what have been some of the most impactful things that you've been able to do to just like even change your mindset? Because I think that one of the things I come across for myself and for so many moms that I talk to is like, we have this mindset that it needs to be that hour at the gym or it needs to be a full video or it needs to be like a full thing. But I have found that actually just changing my mindset to where I don't feel like it has to be perfect has been like one of the best steps forward in being consistent. So I'd love to hear your your thoughts there. Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Yeah, so that's a good question. And I would say, gosh, doing something is better than doing nothing. (laughs) And we can't get to the gym for 60 minutes because of where we are in life. Then we can't get there. And setting that as our goal is just setting us up for failure. So we want to be more realistic about what we can do and what we can achieve with where we are. And I'm going to be honest, I have not had a gym membership since I left the gym after my first baby when he was a couple weeks old. I haven't been back. And so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening that it is possible to do this at home and it's possible to do this with little kids. And it's possible to do it this winter, this Christmas season, right now, if you can make this happen. And so the way you're going to do that is by first and foremost figuring out what the heck like what do you like if you don't like running don't go run (laughs) if you don't like weights then put them away and never pick them up again there's so many different ways to to hit cardio to hit strength training there's so many different ways to feel your best so first and foremost figure out what you like then next find this little pocket throughout the day where you can increase the intensity of whatever you're doing. So if that's going up the stairs and your house, we're not even in the work setting right now where there might be tons of stairs. We're just saying there's two floors. You got one set of stairs. What can you do? You can run up those stairs. (laughs) You can get your heart rate up. 
and then you can come back down and you can do it a couple times just to get upstairs. If you know you want to set your timer for five minutes, you could do something for five minutes, and that is five minutes where you would have done nothing, but you mm-hmm. did something. And there's a recent study I was just talking about this with somebody where they say that even three minutes of movement in different pockets throughout the day has more of a benefit than doing a large chunk of exercise and sitting on your booty the whole rest of the day. So Mm -hmm. more of an active lifestyle is far more effective than just one and done and then sit down all day long, which Mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. And it's cool because like, we don't have that time, but we are constantly moving. So when you're a mom and you have all these little kids thinking about how can you just get in a little bit more movement? So that would be absolutely number two. Yeah. Number two. Some of the ways that I've done that because very, I mean, very similar, like, yeah, there's some days where I'm just like, the workout's not going to happen, even if it is at home. And so sometimes even just realizing like, okay, So I personally, like I homeschool my kids. And so sometimes while I'm like doing spelling words, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to do five squats, 10 squats per spelling word, whatever. And like, is it convenient? No. Also, is it better than nothing? Yes. So same thing with like, if I've had babies that I had to like rock to sleep, I had a really hard middle baby and I spent so much time rocking him. So I would like do calf raises or I would do, I would put like a, what are they called? Like an exercise band around my legs. And I was like, while I was like doing something else, I would like do some leg raises or things like that. And honestly, especially with what Kristen was just saying about like moving throughout the day, like you can get a lot of impact with that, but it does take a little bit of intentionality and basically letting go of your expectations that things are going to be perfect. Yep. I think you just hit the nail on the head letting go of your expectations that it's going to be perfect it's not it's not i love your your story about rocking your little one to sleep and doing calf raises because i have been there with all of my babies i have terrible sleepers so i'll rock like do essentially core twists rocking them back and forth just kind of alternating legs twisting my core (laughs) it's enough to give me sore sometimes yeah (laughs) I mean, when you're rocking that baby for 30 minutes, you can get a lot of, a lot in. Yes, you can. Tiny little pockets where you can find some movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think like letting go of that perfection, finding little pockets. And then I'd love for you to share with us, like, since you do have four kids, you're out of the country. Like, what are some of the most... I don't know, effective or like reasonable workouts that you've been able to fit in that you could kind of share if someone's like, I just need ideas. And yes, I absolutely agree. Like it needs to be something they like, but like what, what are some ideas to get started with? So we kind of can like move out of this paralysis of like, I just can't. Yeah. Okay. So go on a walk. That's one easy thing. Do, let's just say, you know, set the pin of whatever. You know, do 10 of this, 10 of that, 10 of this, 10 of that until you can't stand it any longer because the baby's crying. (laughs) Something just super simple. Creating little patterns can be super helpful. If you're wanting to hear maybe some specific 
workouts. I did a whole series over the summer. All of my Monday episodes were small little 10 minute workouts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just tried to vary it. So there was like a treadmill workout, strength training, backyard hit, all sorts of things. I mean, tech, Pinterest could give you a million ideas and, you know, don't worry about hitting it perfectly. If it says do this workout five times through, but you only have 12 minutes, then do 12 minutes worth the exercise and call it good. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And when we're talking about like after babies, I have realized this is just my personal experience, but like I mentioned that first baby, I had her at 23 and like, it was really easy to bounce back from that. And so I think that like, especially when you're set up for that and then you're like, oh, the second baby, maybe it was like a little different experience. Plus you have two babies. And so then that's like, you know, a whole thing. And then like now with the third, I have been able to just through my journey of like really learning to nourish my body and love my body more and not be so much in this, like beat myself into the ground mindset. I've been able to give myself more space to not be perfect with exercise. And so I'm a year out. My baby's just a little over a year now. And to be honest, this whole, the whole pregnancy and this whole last year, I did a lot of just walking and like some weight training and a whole lot of like half workouts. And so I turn on a workout for 30 minutes and I get like 10 to 15 minutes in. And that was all that I could do. And just being okay with that made it possible to work out at all. And also just learning like to pay attention to where my body was and to not feel so much pressure to like have it back at this like, you know, perceived perfect spot with like the perfectly toned muscles or whatever it is. Like, I do think that it's really important to take care of your body, obviously, and exercise and move in a way that feels good to you. And if it's only about the results, it's going to cause more stress. And so sometimes just realizing like, is this a season where I'm going to give myself more grace and more space? Or is this a season like now I'm in this season where it's been a year, a little over a year from my baby and I'm feeling really good and I'm feeling good energy. And like, it is something that I want to focus on again. And so I'm even now in the place of like, okay, I still have three children. So like, how do I focus on this? And so I've made some realistic goals for myself that it's not that like switch over to, I'm just going to like work out every single day and like, it has to be perfect, but really like being able to realize like, okay, if I got three really good workouts in this week, that would be ideal. Yes. I think having goals is good and being okay with hitting 70%, 80% is totally fine too. And, you know, one thing that really can change your entire perspective too, to kind of sum this all up is that when you're in the thick of it and you have a kid crying in the corner and you can't do jumping jacks without stepping on Legos and the baby <laughs> will not let you put her down. Just remember you're creating a healthy culture for your family. You are teaching your children that it is okay to move your body. It makes us happy. It makes us feel good. And it's something we do. We don't just sit on our butts all day. This is what we do in our family and we enjoy it. So you're teaching them that mom moves and we work hard 
and there's beauty in that and there's goodness in that and it's a fight worth having so step yeah. on the lego bite your tongue and keep going <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i love that like just being able to share with your kids like my kids are always like asking me for a snack or something in the middle of my workout. And like half the time I do stop and I give them a snack and the other half, I'm like, Hey guys, like this is me taking care of myself because like, it's okay that I need things too. And so I want my daughter and my sons to be able to know that as adults and be like, Oh, like, cool. It's okay for my wife to like need a minute or it's okay for her to take good care of her body or like my daughter I want to model that for her that she can say, no, I actually do need this space or I do need, you know, to eat well, or I need whatever it is. And so when we're able to like lovingly say, you're actually not going to starve to death in the next 10 minutes. And I'm going to do this workout because this feels good to me. And it's going to help me like feel better today. I think that that's so it's so helpful. And so sometimes when we're trying to find those pockets where like, there's no kids around or there's whatever, like again, that progress over perfection, like if you can do it on the, on top of the Legos and you can do it with the baby crying, (laughs) I've done a lot of squats holding a baby and like, it's okay. They're a good weight. So I think just, I love what you said. They're like 20 pounds before you know it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. So for the mamas who are like, okay, I can do this. Like I'm going to do something during the holidays. Like where would you recommend Like, what are the tangibles? Like, where do you start? How do you actually have a plan that doesn't feel like it's perfect, but also doesn't feel like it's nothing? Like, what are your thoughts there? I would say just put one foot in front of the other and make the tiniest goal you can. That might be 10 squats. That might be just getting everybody out of the house on a walk and aiming for three or four days a week. If you try to hit seven, you're not going to, and you're going to feel like you failed. So three or four, and you can far exceed that probably. So tiny little goal, three or four days a week, start there. And, you know, know that it's a season, know that this busy season as the holidays will pass. But when you do move your body, you're going to be able to enjoy it more. It's still less stress. You're going to feel more present and it's just going to benefit you all around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when we think of it as like, this is filling our cup versus this is something on the list, or this is something I have to do because I don't like the way my body looks. It really is so much more freeing and we're doing it to nourish, which is such a big piece of nourishment in general is movement. So thank you so much for talking to me about this, Kristen. I feel like we're like, we have so much in common with our kids and I hope this was just like a very encouraging and relatable conversation for all of you. Kristen is at her podcast is the baby weight nutritionist. Is there anywhere else that they can find you? Yeah, you can go find me on Instagram, the baby weight nutritionist. Wait, I was going to say dot com. (laughs) You can baby weight nutritionist, or you can go to my website, babyweightnutritionist.com. You can do separate things, but I merge them together. It's perfect. We can Google you and we can find something for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, go check out all of her good stuff. She has so much content around exercise and making nourishment doable. And so thank you so much, Kristen, for being here. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, Thea. Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or a treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course Nourish Your Hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.